It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Um, do you know that your statement is an oxymoron? How can a team called the Invincibles be overrated? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel Tavuk. It's your boy, Double H. Half Hope. We're back in here. Episode 80. We've done this 80 times, Half Hope. Uh, 80? 80 so times. It's, it's, 20 it's, away from, from 100, man. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there, man. I can't believe we've done this. It's one of the most consistent things I think I've ever done in my life now that I think about it. Like, 80 weeks in a row. What else have I done 80 weeks in a row except, like, just be alive? I don't know. Maybe, like, go to school? I, I feel proud. 80 episodes. So so thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast. Um, Carl can't be here this week. He's at a funeral. So mm. uh, our thoughts are, are with Carl and, and his people. Mm, for um, sure. He'll be back maybe next week, maybe the week after, maybe the week after next. I next week's Christmas, man. Yeah, it's Christmas, the New Year. So we were talking off air about what we could do or might do. We have no idea. Um so we, we, we might leave for a couple of weeks. We don't know. It's, it is Christmas to do year, so. <laughs> no, but, but you know the funny thing? I remember there was one Christmas some years ago. And like, because uh, obviously I'm like a big Halo fan. Like the video game Halo. So I so I, I think it was Halo 3 or something. So I said, look, it's Christmas. I bet nobody will be online. Literally, it was so easy to find a game online. So there were so many guys that were online playing Halo 3 on at Christmas. You don't pick your family, do you? So some people would probably... Like just be bored at their house, you know. Your your friend group, you pick your friends, so it's kind of fun to be with your friends. But some people's family, they might not even really like hanging out with their family like that. But you have to go because it's Christmas, it's New Year's, it's this, it's that. So yeah, maybe people would be listening to a podcast. I don't know. We'll think of something. Uh, this is Talking Tactics episode eighty. Thank you guys for listening. Everyone who's listened and liked and shared and retweeted over the past eighty episodes, we thank you. Um, yo, 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 bleeder, 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 bleeder. We did get a review on Apple Podcasts. Somebody went through, went back into their review, which I find kind of interesting. But uh, this guy's name is Malum Attack. Um, sometimes funny or sometimes serious, sometimes funny. I can't read the whole thing because it's pretty long. But uh, the body of the message says, you've got to love the Potters. They offer very interesting 
though sometimes inarticulate opinions <laughs> on the Premier League world soccer slash life. Um, I recommend this podcast. It'll make you laugh, get you riled up, and sometimes throw up. You see, like some sometimes when I'm reading, mm. <laughs> you guys make it seem like I can't read, but really it's like you guys can't write. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, it'll make you laugh, get you riled up, and sometimes throw up some head scratches. Had to give this pod five stars up from four before because it's genuinely great. Thank you, Malam. Uh, I find myself wishing for next week just so I can find out who else has gotten themselves in Double H's Brick Academy. <laughs> Keep up the great work, guys. So, yeah, he gave us a four star review, but we have a hard line rule that we only read five star reviews. So, yes, sir. He gave us a five star review. So, shout out to you. Um, if you want to leave us a review, it's in the description, the easiest way possible to do that. If you're not on an Apple device, you can just follow on Twitter. That would be great. You can follow on SoundCloud. That's That'd be awesome. If you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. So, with all that stuff out of the way, you know what? You know what? I'm going to start with the fantasy football update. I've, I've really been trying to avoid fantasy football because I want you guys to kind of forget so I can move up the rankings. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, I, at least you were honest, man. I've been trying. I've been trying to just make sure that, you know, you guys maybe forget that way I can move up the table. But uh, people are still renewing their teams. In first place is Josh Heap with a thousand points. <laughs> Have hope, chill. <laughs> uh, Kings in the North, Josh Heap. He has a thousand fifteen points. That's ridiculous. And number two is insane in the brain, Joel. Llewellyn, forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Joel. Um, he has over a thousand points. In third place is Priya Ramesh, nine hundred and ninety-five points. Her team is called Moy Bien. Fourth place, Kaduza Mustafa, perhaps maybe. Malbranks Beasts, nine hundred and ninety-two points. I don't know how you guys have this many points. Like this is ridiculous. And tied for fifth place is William Dollar Baby. I like that. I like that name, Sam. Sam Howard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I just I just got it. Uh, nine hundred and ninety-one <laughs> points. And tied with him is James Pate. <laughs> His team is Stay Coutinho Stay. That's that's the top five. Just wait. How many guys are in this league, man? There are <laughs> ninety teams in our league. Shout out to the, everyone in the in the fantasy football league. So uh, re- remember to set your squads. There's going to be a bunch of games coming over the Christmas period. So. Um, you know what? We're gonna start with recommended reads. Okay, and we, we we need to talk about Griezmann. Let's just <laughs> let's just get straight. straight no, 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 no. The sooner the better because, because it's hot now. I don't want to leave it last words. That is the hot topic. Let's dive straight in because I've got to talk about it on my channel. We've got to talk about it now. Let's address it right now. I'm I'm ready. Well, okay, just 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 one recommended read. Carl put in the group. This is from in our, our group chat. It's from the Ringer. It is by Ryan O'Hanlon, and it is about explaining Manchester City's record-breaking start to the Premier League season. Uh, that link will be in the description if you want to read something after or before or during the podcast. You can. Okay. I can start if you want. So, Anton Griezmann, French um, attacking winger, he was going to a party. And obviously, this was obviously probably a dress-up party. So, he then, on Instagram, or tweets, on Twitter, he pretty much put a picture of how he was dressed as. 
and he's a fan of the Harlem Globetrotters. So that's he 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 wanted to be um, dressed as one of the Harlem Globetrotters. But the only issue was he felt the need to black himself up and pretty much go in blackface. As for those that I do not know, blackface is pretty much mostly white people or non-black people covering themselves in black or dark brown planes to appear like black people. So you put that out there, huge reaction. Racist, insensitive, horrible, what can you do? But Griezmann was trying to double down and say, hey guys, chill. It was it was done because of my appreciation and all done for my love of the Harlem Globetrotters. People still said that's harsh, horrible, that's bad. In the end, he pulled the picture. Then he said, "If there's any offense I have, I am sorry." Now, this is my take, and that you can give your take. What he did was bad. It was racist. Does that make him racist? If this was a French guy who I don't really know how he is around other black people. I would assume that the guy is racist. Griezmann is friends with Pogba. Very close friends with Pogba. And I have had white guys who I've been friendly with who've done some very stupid things. Where I've been like, what the hell? And for me, I call that the very basic racism that every white guy has. Because there are levels of racism. There's a very basic racism. I don't even care which white guy you are. There is no white guy who's like, oh my gosh, I love all black people. I'll never be racist. No, shut up. Then there are guys who are more racist up upon that. Guys like a John Terry and a cannibal, Luis Suarez. So my thing is that for Griezmann, on the day that this whole thing happened, he apologized. What he did was stupid. It was insensitive. He, 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 he saw it was wrong. At first, he tried to defend it. I was being stupid. He then said, sorry, it's wrong. People are offended. I'm sorry. To this day... Suarez has not apologized for what he said to Evra. To this day, John Terry has not apologized to what he said to Anton Ferdinand. And I remember when those two things happened. To this day, people still defend Suarez. To this day, people still defend John Terry. I cannot allow Griezmann to be given as much hate as both John Terry and Luis Suarez. That is stupid. Because for me, John Terry and Luis Suarez, they are racists. They are racist. They may say, no, no, I love black. No, they are racist. So, but, but for, for Griezmann, he just has a very basic white ignorance racism. So it's a thing of like, you just apologize and you move on. So that's my take. Okay. Just, you know, for the kids in the back who aren't paying attention, blackface began in the 1800s. And it was a way for, as Half Hope said in the beginning, for white people or just, I, I suppose even light-skinned black people could blackface in a way but it's just primarily non-black people a way to blacken their skin using whether makeup or perhaps dirt or whatever it is um to perpetuate racial stereotypes of black people right so that's that's the history there's minstrel shows as, as half of said there's there's a whole history of blackface the issue here is the history i suppose if there wasn't 100, 200 years of minstrel shows and racist history of blackface, maybe white people could get away with blackface if it was like, oh, I'm actually paying tribute and this was happening in a vacuum. I suppose maybe people might be okay with it if it just started now and like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm paying tribute because I love this black thing. Um, the Harlem Globetrotters, I think he even said good times or whatever his reasoning is, maybe that would be okay. But we can't divorce 
Griezmann's actions from the history because the history exists. He's not doing this in a vacuum. He's doing this in a in a world where blackface has been used for years to perpetuate racial stereotypes of black people. I think what's the the, the first major Hollywood movie? I think was in 1914 or 1915. It was called Birth of a Nation. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By yeah. D.W. Griffith or W.D. Griffith or whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Some, some loser. In, in the movie, there were no black actors, but there were black people in the movie, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it was the, the movie was about glorifying and making heroes of the KKK. This is Hollywood's first big blockbuster movie. And in the film, there, there, like I said, there were black people in the film, but there are no black actors. There were white people in blackface. And they were, you know, just playing into the stereotypes of black people, basically. So they were lazy. They were, you know, uh, overly docile. Even there were scenes where they were looking and getting white women and, you know, perpetuating the rape stereotype that we've seen over and over in history. And this kind of set the baseline for a lot of people's consciousness of black people because this movie was so big. And those are kind of the things that Griezmann knowingly or unknowingly played into when he decides to blacken up, right? And uh, and I saw a lot of people like, and that's, that's an American thing. So maybe in Europe you can get away with it. And I was like, no, because taking a sociology class, I remember we learned about this thing in the Netherlands. Do you know who Black Pete is? Nope. Okay. So <laughs> we're actually going in. A little, a little history lesson for the people in the back. Okay. Um, in, I think it, I think the year was 7-11. The Moors took over the Iberian Peninsula. It, there's a debate on who exactly the Moors were and what they look like, but the general consensus is they were black and they were from North Africa, right? They took over the Iberian Peninsula, as I said, which is modern-day Spain and Portugal. And the, the year 711, okay? Not 1711, 711. So in this time, we have, like, religions are spreading, folklores are being built, et cetera, et cetera. And one of these folklores that got built over time was just Christianity and the St. Nicholas, right? So it's, it's almost Christmas time. So in especially in places like the Netherlands, it, it was it's basically just like Santa Claus, right? So Santa Claus had this black sidekick, according to the folklore, and his name was Black Pete or Zwart <laughs> Zwart Pete, like Zwarte Pete. I don't speak Dutch, so, uh, but yeah, it was like Black Peter, right? So the folklore, because like he was a, a Moor. People in the Netherlands, this is particular to the Netherlands, but I'm just using this as an example to say that there's an issue of blackface in Europe. So this isn't particular to the United States, although mm. it's big in the United States. People in the Netherlands blacken themselves up, like some. I'm not going to say everyone. And over time, this has become problematic, shall we say, because you know people are wising up to, to the issue. But there's this thing called Black Pete, and it's a really big deal, in, specifically in, in uh, the Netherlands. So it's not as if blackface or perpetuating black stereotypes is just an American issue. So when people say Griezmann, oh, he's European and this and that, not calling all Europeans the same, but there's a history of blackface in Europe. I I do have an issue, though, with people jumping out the window and being like, Griezmann's a racist. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know his heart, really. I don't know his education. I'm, he's a footballer. I don't know if he's been like educated in. That's in, the, the race. key word. You the, the key word there. He's a football player. I don't mean to be rude. He's a football player. He's he, he's not a Harvard student. He's not a guy who has finished uni university. He's not he's not had a masters. He's a footballer. That's that's key in my mind because I I don't want to just jump on someone who I don't think necessarily has the requisite intelligence. Not and maybe that's not the right. Who doesn't have the requisite education to or, know or, or exposure? From what you've just said, I you, strongly you, doubt that Griezmann has the kind of education and understanding that you've just displayed going. From the backlog you've just explained there i don't again i may be wrong but i doubt it i think you should know just generally speaking that you shouldn't use blackface i think that should be a general knowledge but, but then again it that, should but, but, be but it's but we're, we're dealing okay. with france here we're dealing with, with france and we all know what france is let's just be real we all know what france is as in south of france here but we're not talking about paris isn't he in spain though even even better even better spain like well, 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 Spain's well, worse. Yeah, basically, what's it called? I think Lewis Hamilton. He was racing in Barcelona at one time, and I think just during the practice area, and um, there were these four Spanish guys in the um, crowd who were all blackened up, and they had like a massive sign that said Lewis Hamilton's family, as all blackened up. So, and that's in Spain, and we all know about the monkey chance and everything in Spain. So, whether you say Spain. Whether you say France or even Holland, there is definitely a kind of racial issue and there's definitely a lack of education as to what racist terms are. I can mm. bet you that there are many parties and events where people go in blackface and they think it's it's normal. And these guys will not consider themselves racist. These guys will have black friends, but showing other places because of a lack of education, they go up in blackface because they think, hey, man, that's just me being cool. If Griezmann was American, then, my gosh, get at him 100% because you have zero excuse not to, to know. If you're in Europe, it's trickier. Maybe you should know, but I would understand if you don't know. If you're American, there is no chance that you do not know. But if you're in Europe, my gosh, if you're in bloody Eastern Europe, my God, <laughs> you know, like those years. So it's like, that's that's the thing. But I think that's the, the key thing is like, like, is Griezmann now a racist? I can't go that far. There, there, there are some people who would, and and maybe my my woke card will be revoked for this, right? But oh no 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 for those no 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 please no Dan I beg you, <laughs> sorry <laughs> for those people calling him racist. I'm like oh no you're not woke because I say shut the hell up, shut the hell up. You should be um directing your anger towards actual racist why why um, why aren't you not directing your anger towards a Luis suarez or a john terry i've been preaching the whole john terry Luis suarez thing up until this 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 day you need some water man <laughs> yeah done you know okay wait, yeah <laughs> let me just just grab, grab a glass of water just hold on <laughs> okay but basically in general what really annoys me is guys Dan, this is this is one thing that really pisses me off oh guys come on don't be so sensitive why are you so sensitive um all this racism stuff. Let's just all stand together, hands in together, and just sing Kumbaya. You, everything is so racist to you. Blah, 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 blah. If a certain group of people find something offensive, it's offensive. And that's the end of it. If people, that's why right. Griezmann knew that. 
I don't think it's offensive. That's why he tried to double down. But people were like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know what? They find it offensive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize. And hopefully, now this is the key thing. Hopefully, Griezmann has learned. Hopefully, he didn't apologize because he was trying to save face and just, you know, protect his brand and it was the right PR move. Hopefully, it was actually done genuinely. Of course, it wasn't done genuinely because otherwise, he would have taken it down at the first reaction. But then he didn't. He doubled down. He was like, calm down, guys. I think the apology was a weak apology, firstly, because it, was, uh, it, it wasn't, I'm sorry I offended you. It was, I'm sorry if I offended you. Mm. And, I, and I hate those apologies because it's like, I'm sorry if you're sorry. But it's not, I'm sorry because of I understand that I've done something insensitive. I hate those I'm sorry if you're sorry apologies because mm. like, they're not real. They're not from the heart. They're just to save face. It's almost like, I don't think I did anything wrong, but you're telling me I did something wrong, so I'm sorry if I offended you in that way. Like, no, you should do some research and understand that you played into a racist narrative. Or, as you say, if, if a group finds something offensive and you do that thing and they tell you it's offensive, then you should take that on board. Right, mm. so so let's 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 say Griezmann had the best of intentions, and I'm, I, I actually do love the Harlem Globetrotters, and this is something that that I feel is like racially progressive, and this is something that like I'm just I'm I'm trying to be one of you, and it's a good thing, you know. Black people see that, and we're like, dude, like this reminds us of a certain particular history that's very bad, and and plays into the kind of otherness that a racist society has perpetuated on us for years and years and years. And you knowingly or unknowingly are playing into that history. And it reminds us of things in the past. And that is offensive. And he, you should be like, okay, you know, like it's, it's, it's not my choice. It's you educating me. And I accept that education and it's my job to do, to do better now. But, but see, Dan, we have to go back to the key word that you, that you said, footballer. Again, I'm That's, not trying. No, 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 no. I, I, I said he's a footballer, so maybe that lessens it a bit because if if he's not, as you say, like a Harvard student or anything mm. like that. But just because you're a footballer doesn't you should know not to do blackface. But 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 again, let me explain my point because there are many elements to, to my points. Remember, the, the first thing I said is that every white guy is born with basic racism. That's what I, I, I believe. It's a very I, basic I, racism. I think we're all born with it to a certain extent. It, it isn't just white people who grow up with this. It's black people who internalize the racism as well. With pertaining to white people, again, there are many elements. He's French. From my experience and from people that I know who have lived in France, there is a racial problem in France, especially in Paris. Amongst French white people, there is a racial problem. You already know about the racial issue that there is in Spain. So when you couple that with the fact of that you're a footballer, you're not that very well educated, you've not done further education, you've probably not had any exposure into black history, into racist history. It's all well and good laughing and everything with, with Pogba and Martial, but to not really understand the black experience, understand um, the racial racism experiences, it's a different thing. So I think... For this, for Griezmann, he's probably has been living in a bubble, a white bubble. Hence why he's like, look, guys, come on. Because I feel that was a defense mechanism because I feel it was a conflict of, I don't feel like did anything wrong. 
anger that people would view him as a racist. Maybe that's how he could come at it of like avoiding he actually did anything racist because by admitting that would admit that oh my gosh will black people now see me as being racist if i actually apologize apologize for this but i think the key thing is how griezmann reacts to this internally so forget about what he puts out on twitter or any, on any other stuff is how does he view this does he view this as like okay look man it was it was a mistake move on then that's screwed up then you, you pretty much messed up but if it's like time pause think key thing he actually has a conversation with a close friend pogba and he says to pogba boom what's happening here because that's that's the key thing actually conversing with other blacks about this other black friend people are about them like was what i did wrong and then it's the, the onus also is on a pogba a martial a debele and so forth to say look bro this is this is how it is you know we understand you know where you're coming from because we've been with you we we, we ride with you but look this is how it is but i think but the, the 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 key thing though is that my goodness did we have this amount of discussion and dialogue with suarez and what's what's it, what's it called and john terry and that's just the, the the thing that angers me the most because john terry and suarez 100 percent. hence why i still preach about it to, to this day about what those guys did because it's 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 as clear as day but some of the people are like, eh. for the whole griezmann thing what griezmann did is not there on any level of what those guys did griezmann is it's ignorance it's ignorance it's lack of education it's white ignorance for suarez and john terry that is direct racism <laughs> you're directly being racist as in for suarez you were insulting ever skin color calling him in a negrito and saying his his black skin skin color is something that is in inferior john terry you called answer fernand if him black and that's and that's just facts so is what they did the same equation to what griezmann did i mean come on so that's what i say for guys please let's just let's be real so that's work person that said oh no you're not you know you're not woke if you don't double down and attack griezmann i say my shut the hell up and go and actually focus on the proper fights against actual racists like the KKK white supremacists and so forth. So, well, see, I, I agree to a point, right? I, I, I do think that on the scale of racism, this is less than Suarez and, and, and Terry. However, I do think it's important that people react in a strong way against Griezmann because we don't want that to become a norm. If, mm, if, if yes. If, if, if if Griezmann does it and there isn't a strong reaction to it, people are looking at it like, oh, so we probably can get away with yeah, this. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so, true, true, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then when Halloween comes around next year, people <laughs> want to dress up as Kanye West and yeah. Jamie Foxx and Will Smith, and you see all these students on college campuses blacking it up. Well, you guys let Griezmann get away with it because y'all like him for some reason. No, so no, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there has to be a strong reaction to this. But is it on the same level as John Terry, Luis Suarez? I don't know. I wouldn't say so. But I think, again, people get uh, – <laughs> this is going into a, a weird place, but people get a, caught up in, oh, he called him black this, he called him black that. But then y'all don't want to talk about private prisons. Y'all don't want to talk about systemic racism in police departments. Y'all don't want to talk about – because that Red takes too much effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about yeah. that. It's easy to talk. It's easy to get on John Terry for calling someone a f But when we talk about police brutality, when we talk about like the school to prison pipeline and all that kind of stuff, people then pull back like, oh, this is too much. That's too much. <laughs> so, yeah. again, 
it's easy to it's easy to get at Griezmann, it's easy to get at Suarez, it's easy to get at John Terry. But if we're really going to deal with systemic racism, then we're going to have to have a bigger conversation. Then you shouldn't have blackface, or you shouldn't call people black. It's like we know. Oh, no, 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 I disagree. There, the John Terry Suarez thing is important because it is linked into the systemic racism. It's linked in a sense of that view of Anton Ferdinand for Suarez. That view you have t- towards someone that is black that would make you say that means that you view them a certain way, and because you view them a certain way, is where you it's linked into police brutality. The police view blacks a certain way, the, the system, mm-hmm. the, the, the governments, the prisons view blacks a certain way. So Gre- that is how Gre- 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 mistake was that he was like, I like you guys, so then I do something offensive. Suarez and uh, Terry's mistake, if we're going to use them as the counter example. Is I hate you and then I offend you. They're beautiful. So, so, I, so that so, is beautifully so, put. So there is a difference in that way, but it's offense is offense. Oh no no! But, but and, and, you, and you have to act strongly to offense. I think. Oh no no! But I'm mean, basic. But how you put it is beautiful. That is almost perfect. Like literally, we can actually end it like that. It's like literally, Griezmann's offense come came from a place of infatuation of mm. black people, and what he did was wrong and offensive but came from a place of infatuation but with his Suarez and john terry came from an anger and a, and a certain disdain towards black people so that so they're coming at it from two different angles so, so that, that's a very interesting point to, to come in from here yeah. but, but well also, like the, the way griezmann showed his infatuation has roots in the suarez terry yes. version yes that's yes. It. that's why it's offensive because of the history that we've laid out from the 1800s onwards. So we're going to have to monitor Griezmann over the next few years, right? <laughs> and and, and if, if, if this was just like a blip, you know, then... Oh, no, no. Do you, fine, do, almost. Do like, you know how hey, funny I, that, I that, that is? It's so weird how minds think alike. It's like, even in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, now I have to sort of now watch Griezmann's tweets, watch his <laughs> celebrations, <laughs> watch his movement. Oh, man. You know what? Also, do you think this affects France in the World Cup any? In what sense? But the whole team's black. No, it won't. It won't. It won't. It won't? Because of the points that he just made. I can bet you that with Paul Bar and Griezmann, Griezmann has, has made some kind of, you know, racially kind of weird jokes made in... From a, a good cause, but from a whole, I think Pogba will look at that and will be like, "Look, Anson, come on, man, you know." <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's like, "Come on," because yeah, yeah. I just think that he has probably done not to that extent, but he's probably done stuff similar to that. Where, where, where Pogba, look, I've had white friends that have done ways of work like, "Mates, come on, what, what the hell?" But it's very different from if he 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 basically was caught behind the camera calling someone like a nigger or a monkey. Now that would be different. Now that would be like, okay. Now, okay, now that could make things also different. Laurent Blanc. There we go. There yeah. we go. Or Willie San- Sanil, who just said blacks are just good for running and like they're like animals and so forth. See that? Thus, that's a difference, you know. Mm. So, and I, I was just I was curious about what you might think about what that could do to the France team. Like, if Benzema mm-hmm. can't get in the team, like they're just gonna plug Griezmann right in there. Like, all right. But yeah, I I, I actually kind of agree that like they'll they'll probably look at him like we get it, you like us, but that's not the way to show you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that's the way. That, that's not the way. Wait, quick, <laughs> quick. I'm not sure what that. Well, basically, you, you can cut this out if you want. Um, so I was in, I was in school, and we're having like a sort of like a dress up party, like kind of like a dress up Halloween kind of party. But I didn't go. Luckily, I didn't go. Then 
a black guy who was a year above me basically showed me pictures of what people went dressed as. Guess what some white guys went dressed as? Tupac? No. Worse. But not not as black people, but worse. But in that racial area. I don't know. KKK. Wow. (laughs) 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 There you go, yeah. As a joke? No, 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 obviously, no, it was a thingy pattern, so they were like cracking jokes and blah, blah, yeah, 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 like it was as a joke, but they were interested as the KKK. That human, man, I don't get that Like That's why I was just, I was just so glad that I wasn't there, so. That would put you in a situation where like, do I have to swing now? Yeah, no, no, obviously, yeah, it would like, put you in a very weird situation. Where I'm like, I might have to, I might have to. And, and also, anything you do, if you react angrily, they will put it on you. They say like, oh, no, no, you, you don't know how to take a joke and you'll be the one who, who gets in trouble. It, it plays right back into the stereotype. Oh, you're just violent anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, we're on Griezmann watch for the next <laughs> however long. Um, let's let's talk about football. Can we just give... Just give City They're the invincible. They're, they're going undefeated. They're going undefeated. Basically, it's, so let's just take a pick. Okay. Undefeated, 100 points, gold record. I feel that they'll go undefeated. 100 points, potentially, they will break the gold record. The, the goals record, I think, is 103 held by Chelsea. They're going to break that. Which, which which Chelsea team was that? Was that Mourinho's first league win? The the goals record was yeah. Carlo Ancelotti from 2009-2010. Oh. Um, the points record is 95. That's Mourinho's first team in 2004-2005. They'll break that. I think they can break that. The only reason why they won't go undefeated is because they'll win the league early. They'll still be in the Champions League, and Pep will want to rest players, and they won't be be going as 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 hard. That's the only reason why they won't go undefeated. If they get knocked out, like let's say in the quarters, and for some reason they've not yet mathematically won the league by March or April, then they'll I think they can go on undefeated. I I think asking anyone to go invincible is a hard ask. I think they have twenty more games. Um, Arsenal Arsenal did it, man. Arsenal did it. Arsenal did it, and what was it, Preston North End in like the 1800s? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there've been two teams that have done it, at least in the in the English top division, shall we say? Um, I think they'll lose somewhere. Someone, someone will beat them. The only game I see them potentially losing is that game at Anfield, Liverpool. The the first game wasn't at Anfield. Mm-mm. No, 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 remember, it was that the Etihad where um, th- Mane, Mane got, got sent, sent off, yeah. 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 So that's Etihad. Hmm. And I think Liverpool, that could have gone either way. If it was 11 v 11, that could have gone either way. I don't know. I, I, I think somewhere along the line, they'll slip up. The goals record, they're going to get that. Yeah, you'll know for sure. They're going to hit some teams up for like 6, 7. <laughs> um, so that's going to even and balance it out. The points record, I mean, I'd have to work this out. But I think they have 51 points right now. And that's even before they've played 19 games. So, so let's give them 54. Let's say they win their next game times two. It's 108 points. They're not going to win. They've won flipping 17 games, bro. 17, like that's not going to happen. Like they're going to draw a few games. They might even lose one or two. Um, but you know what? It's not a, full, a strange thing. If, if you look at the champions from... Whenever they lose, like at most four games, like you rarely have a champion that loses like five games in the season. 
Chelsea last year won 30 games. Wow. And that's that's the record. I mean, I think Man City might break that. I think Chelsea also had the streak of like 13 or 14 wins, which City passed um, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I think those records are, are gone. The points record, the goals record. I just don't know if they can go unbeaten. I think that's that's a tall order, especially, as you say, they're really good. So they're going to be in Europe. And what, what helped Arsenal in 2003-2004, in a way, was Chelsea beat them. The, yeah. the, the, yeah. Ranier, the Ranieri's last year, they beat them in the Champions League. So then all they had to do was focus on the Premier League. Um, suppose they get to a semi in the Champions League. What what does that do in the league, the extra games? They're still in the Carabao Cup, I believe. They're still they're going to progress in the FA Cup, probably a, at least three, four rounds. No, well, I mean, I, mean, I think not. as you paint that picture, the, the, the ones I feel strongly about is the goals record and the points record. I feel strongly yeah. about those two. Me too, me too. Um, Dele Alli, do you think he should, he should be, be, be banned? It, it was a red card yep. at the time, 100%. And Ali has that, that in him, doesn't he? That yes. nasty streak in him. That's my um, point. As you said, he has that streak in him. And because he's young, that shouldn't be encouraged. Mm. You're an attacking midfielder. You have no business making a tackle like that. And you could have potentially made the best player in the Premier League so far missed the rest of the season and the World Cup. If Yo, that... I didn't even think of that. But if De Bruyne misses the World Cup because Ali wants to be petulant. Yeah. Imagine that. To teach him a lesson and say, get us out of your game, three-game ban. Mm. So that's that's my did, pot did, take. Did you see when De Bruyne scored and he held up 21 because that was the gap between... Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. No, the switch is down. Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> we are in December. <laughs> and Tottenham, who were runners-up last season, December 18th, they are 21 points behind Man City. It's ridiculous. The gap that between is, them and everyone is ridiculous. It's No, no, no. It's... It's never it's never been like that's what scares me is it's never been like this. I can never remember it's been like this at this stage of the season. If you take out Manchester City from the table, it's a competitive league. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, this this it's, it's it's this league is you know basically for, for for people who normally concentrate on the Premier League and don't really look at Italy, don't really look at Germany, don't really look at France. This is basically what happens with Bayern Munich, PSG, and Juventus all the time? I'm, we're, we're, we're just not used to it as people who focus on the Premier League. We're used to at least like a pretend race that lasts until like February or so. And then one team normally just goes on and wins by, you know, eight. M- Manchester City are doing to the Premier League what Bayern do to the Bundesliga, what Juventus have historically done. For the past like six years in Serie A, and what PSG have done, bar their Monaco year, they're doing that to the Premier League, which I never thought was possible. That you could have like a, a winner by like maybe twenty points or fifteen <laughs> points by the time this is all said and done. Like I never thought that would be possible, but they're doing it, and it's. I, I think we got to give Pep credit, man. I mean, I know they spent a lot of money, and I know they have really good players, but you have to give his coaching. A lot, of, a lot of the credit, what what he's done with players like Sterling, the way he's transformed De Bruyne, the way he's gotten Silva playing. I mean, th- these are already good players, but the, his coaching and his method and his 
what's the word I'm looking for? The the consistency he's he's instilled in this team and the, and the winning mentality. Um, it's impressive. It's very impressive, and I, he he deserves a lot of the credit. It's 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 especially considering last season we gave him a lot of blame for City's failures. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, it's it's real. The work he's done is made Stones look good. He's made Delph look good. Yeah, I mean, like John Stones. Sterling look good. I mean, <laughs> Artemendi is out here scoring like. You might have more goals than Lukaku. I don't know. I haven't. Well, you know, I think I think he's on like four <laughs> goals or something. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, he has he has a lot of goals. Well, but uh, what did I tell you about Palace, man? What did I tell you? They are gonna they're gonna survive. I I made the call. I made the call. It was so, a good shout. It was a good call, man. It was a good call. I'm not gonna take that away from you. I still think you. the ball the was done dirty because he never got Zaha. Six losses in a he row. He never got Zaha. Zaha's the, the the reason why these guys are getting points. No, no, no. True, true. Admit that, but for me, I still feel even if he had Zaha, I just think that I don't think the boy was the right coach for the team. Zaha's he's cold. Did you see the step over before the yeah, goal? Yeah, man, like, the guy he, <laughs> he 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 like man, like I don't I don't want to go racial, man, but there was some black in, in what he did, man. There were some moonwalks, you know, and some Bobby Brown spins on on, on what he did to that to that dude, man. He bamboozled the guy. It was... Basically, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, City, we can't be stopped. What what else is going on? Did you hear what Van Hal was saying? I I read that he he'll only come back like as like on some revenge type stuff. Yep, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Like, <laughs> I so mean, maybe... look, he did, did, did. Do you know how Arsenal fans are always like? Arsene Wenger saved his job because he kept winning the FA Cup. Hmm. I bet you Van Howe was looking at that like, I won the FA Cup and they still let me go for Mourinho. Like, I won a trophy. Why? Like, this is, you did me dirty. I still had a year on my contract or whatever it was. So I'm sure he does feel a bit salty. But it's like LVG, man. I mean, let's be real. Were you really going to, especially with what City are doing now and what Chelsea did last season, were you really going to compete? Nah, nah, it's what's not gonna happen. And and United fans will tell you like the football on the LVG was wretched. Although, so. although, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. I suppose that you're you're a member of Martial FC. I'm not a member. I don't care who plays. I I, I think Martial's better than Rashford. But I the things that I believe that LVG would have really helped out um Martial and over and have, he wouldn't have bought Lukaku forward. Now that's a fact. I believe he'd have still maintained Martial as the main striker, but another dude, and I feel like he would have really helped to develop the, the team a lot better. Mourinho doesn't improve players. Yeah, well, you know what? Because Mourinho brought in Lukaku and Ibrahimovic, which took away kind of the central center forward role from Martial. No. And, and LVG wouldn't have brought in either of those two, I don't think. Nope. No way. So. Yeah, let's 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 do some questions. We should have started with the questions if we're doing this backwards, but mm. here we go. Have you seen the video that, that Carl put in the in the group about like Burnley and the way they defend? Did you watch that? Oh no no no! Oh, no I, I, I didn't even see the post. It's very weird. They put like I don't I, I don't know. They call it frame squeezing, right? Mm. So. Whenever there's a shot, a defender will go to the back post. Um, they, they, they basically defend. I don't know how to explain it. It's very weird. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the vid. I'll watch the uh, vid. 
yeah, yeah, we can talk about it when, when, whenever you watch it. But if if you haven't seen it, just go to Vimeo or Daily Motion and type in Burnley Frame Squeezing, and I'll put a link in the description. It's very odd and peculiar how they do it. And, and you would think coaches would look at this and be like, all we have to do is be patient, and just we just need a runner. And they'll, they'll play you on side, but it just seems like the Burnley defenders are smart enough to know if a shot's being taken, I'm going to go to the back post and help my goalkeeper out. All right, from Theo Caesar Mosby, where should Charlie Musonda go to get first-team football? That's an interesting question. Um, Charlie Musonda, considering that Emanolo went to Monaco and Musonda and Emanolo have a relationship, uh, Masanda signed a deal with Chelsea. I think a new five-year contract that keeps him at Chelsea until 2021 or 2022. So I'd say in January, going to Monaco could work, especially if like Arsenal really want to pay $100 million for Thomas Lamar. There could be an opening um, on the wing at Monaco. I think that would make sense. I'll let you answer this one. Should individual leagues and or Europe as a whole have an all-star game? And what criteria should the teams be decided by that would have worked maybe some years ago but i think as of now um there are too many games in a season mm. especially when you think about pre-season people need need their rest time i just don't know when in the calendar you would have an all-star game but maybe during sometime in the pre-season like yeah. as a novelty thing just before the season starts i suppose that would, that would be the only thing and as for criteria just let the fans basically like the nba let the fans pick the the, the fans get to pick the team and you just average out the, the votes i mean it would be interesting if you yeah. get like the premier league's best versus the french best versus and then the german best versus the spanish best and then italy play some combination of like the the dutch and the Belgian league or something like that. You have like a six team tournament or something like that, but it, it adds games and I don't, the, the, the logistics of it I think would be weird. And mm. obviously if it would have to happen in a summer where there's not a Euro, there's not a world cup, there's no AFCON, there's no Copa America. Like, I don't know how exactly you would work that out logistically. I, I think you could have a North South in the Premier league. But the, the, the Manchester clubs would easily win, man. Come on, man. It's like they destroy. You think? Yes, come on. So you would have combined United and just combine United and City alone. They would no, dis- no, 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 no. I mean, you you combine United, City, Liverpool, and then you would basically combine Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham. Oh, come on, like Liverpool, City, and united they would destroy the best of chelsea arsenal and tottenham they would come on i don't know a team with de bruyne i'm playing into this stupid combined 11 thing but kane sanchez hazard and ozil sanchez is, is now trash let's just be real ozil he's only trash because Ozil's... he's leaving and he doesn't care about arsenal but then again <laughs> you know what actually like in six months Sanchez could be at Manchester City, so then he'd be on that team anyway. <laughs> Very good, yeah. He would be in the North team. But yeah, um, Pac Mouse asks, now that nearly half the season has gone, who do you think should be player of the year and young player of the year? Uh, player of the year would be De Bruyne, I think. Or if we want to get actually technical and uh, think about it, maybe Fernandinho deserves it. If Conte got it last season, 
because um, I think he, I, I think I think Fernandinho is incredibly important to how Manchester Manchester City. No, no, very. But for me, I just think like I would put it him just be, the, what De Bruyne is doing is too it's it, it's too much. Too like much. when you think about distribution, goal scoring, attacking, facilitating, crossing, there's just so much he does for Man City. Like if he just scored goals or just assisted as a friend, he does so many different things. And he's so versatile, and he's like literally everywhere on the pitch. That it's 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 too much to, you know, it's it's too much. Although for the one for them, is critical to how City work for defense young, and young. attack. Uh, he has two should be the player of the year. We I think we say De Bruyne. I think we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. And then young player of the year, Zaha. So wait, what's 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 the drop off? Is it twenty three? I think it's under twenty four, and Zaha's probably twenty five or twenty six. What? No, Zaha must be 24 or 23. We have Google. Okay, here we go. And birthday, November 10th, 92. So he's 25. Ah, all right. So I don't, I don't think he counts. I mean, you, you can't give it to Harry Winks. I don't think you can give it to Jesus either. I mean, Gomez has been pretty good for Liverpool, man. Hmm. Like, I can't think of any other good, consistent young player. Harry Winks is the only guy, but you can't give it to him, man. Come on. <laughs> I think you, you, they probably might. Um, I don't know. For young, young Player of the Year, I think that's open. I think by the end of the year, maybe we'll have a better grasp on who it is. But yeah, if the best names were coming up with Gomez and Winks, I mean, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. From Board X Core, maybe a bit nerdy, but can you guys pick a tactical system and an 11 from across the Premier League that you think could beat Man City? So an all do we think uh, basically I think could an all star Premier League lineup without any Manchester City players beat Manchester City? Yeah, I think yeah I think we could I think we could construct a team like if we take the best players like Mane Salah Martial has, Martial doesn't get in that in that team. What give me Martial does not get in the all star team. And an all star eleven, you put in Martial. Are you are you kidding me? Martial is one of the best players in the Premier League, my my friend. <laughs> Bruh, he's not getting in above Hazard. He's not getting in above Sanchez or Ozil. No, no, Dan, give me a break. You're you're gonna put Sanchez and, and Ozil before Martial? If I'm give constructing break, a team, man. if I'm constructing a team, yeah. Nah, sorry. See, Ozil, I get that. Martial is going ahead of Sanchez. For me. Martial, Hazard, Salah. You've got to have Mane up in there. You've got to have Pogba. You have too many attacking players then. Okay then. Okay, okay fair enough. Martial has to be in there. Martial, Hazard. And I'm going to pick... Between Salah and Mane, I'm going to just pick Salah based on how he's been performing. So I'm going to pick Salah ahead of Mane. So I'm going to have those three. No, no, no. So I'm going to have... <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So well, get in there. Just chill. I'll have Harry Kane as my main striker. Then I'll have a three behind him. Martial, Salah, and Hazard. And these guys can be interchangeable. So, so there's none of that Mourinho crap where they're in the wing. I can't believe you're putting Martial above Mane. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Martial, he has to play. And then, okay, Pogba Kante in the middle. Pogba Kante. Then the four at the back, you have to have... Tottenham Yeah, Alder I'd have Bayi. I'd actually have Alder and Bayi as my centre-backs. Danny Rose at left back. Yes, Aurier, Serge Aurier. Aurier at right back. And then you have De Gea in goal. I think that team could beat them. 
Yeah. If not draw, we <laughs> <laughs> probably draw. Or where where is this game being held? Give it at their crib. Put me as a manager. Give me the <laughs> halftime team talk. Let's be threatening their families. They will beat them. This is from Odds First. Who do you think has the strongest team in the Premier League, fighting wise? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, uh, fighting. Um, fighting. Uh, and who do you think would win in a fight between Man City and Man United players? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, I think United I'll... players would win. I think Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic looks like he fights dirty. West Brom, maybe. I think West Brom. They, I don't. They don't. They don't even have fullbacks. They have like four center backs. Actually, no, no, you know what? I think you know United seem pretty strong. I mean, Ibrahimovic is a flipping black belt, so that's it. <laughs> do, do, do you think Pogba, Pogba can fight? Yeah, no, he can. He can fight. Come on, he can fight. Trust me. <laughs> Bye, can fight. You know this. Marcus, uh, Marcus Rojo, the guy Rojo. looks like from the streets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, for, for me, it would be United, West Brom, maybe Watford. They have that Okaka guy. They have Holabas. They got. They have some. Troy Deeney cr- has has been Troy to prison. Deeney. They got some cruddy guys. Watford. I think Watford could, be, could, could give some people some problems. Um. All right. Four more questions to go. Phil Foden getting on the bench at the end of City versus Spurs game is a huge statement for Pep in my eyes. Curious to know your thoughts on the young lad. I I know him from. What they did in the under seventeen World Cup England, but mm. I haven't really watched enough of him to give a a full opinion. Um, so we're probably not the right people. Or I'm not the right person to ask. God, have, have you watched Phil Foden to give any in depth analysis? Nah, I mean, not 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 enough for an in depth analysis. So nope. Yeah, yeah. But so look, he he, he, he was he, a key member of the World Cup that they. He that looked really good were. in that final. So, mm. um, but I'm not sure what how under seven. Playing against all under seventeen translates to playing against grown men, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving you an opinion on him just yet. I think I'd have to watch more. Football God, what's up, bro? He asks your top five favorite footballers and top five hated footballers of all time. Do we have to do five. a top five? Let's 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 do top three. Can we do top yeah. three? Okay. Top three hated footballers of all time for me. Martin Skirtle is on that list. Um, Diego Costa is on that list. <laughs> and Luis Suarez is on that list. <laughs> so Suarez, Costa, Skirtle. All right. I would go with um, the Cannibal. John, John Terry is on your list. Neil, Neil the Razor Roddock. I'm probably John Terry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and top three favorite footballers. Um in no particular order. I think I'd, I'd go Ronaldinho, Didier Drogba, and... Man, this is tough. <laughs> Ronaldinho, Didier. I have two. I have two names. And I don't know who to pick between the two. I'm going to go Frank Lampard over over Zizou. <laughs> wow. So I think for me, I'm, I'm going to have to roll with Ronaldo, Ronaldinho... Okocha. Okocha and and two special mentions, Chiellini and Robin. <laughs> Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. There's a lot of fun footballers over the years. 
So, so, so I suppose I actually just gave it a top five there. So there you go. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we have to give a top five? I know you gave it a top five. From Harry Baudelaire, how does Anchorman 616 feel about Moyes getting seven points from three games against Chelsea, Arsenal, and Stoke without conceding a goal? Man, Moyes. Does Moyes he is... feel physically ill? Carl said waking up in a cold sweat mate. Turns out running hard can help in the bottom half. <laughs> just run till it hurts. Is it is the West Ham way for now? Uh, but yeah, man, Moyes has done done serviceably. Yeah, man. You know he's surprising a lot of a lot of people. You know that Chelsea game was a bit of a fluke, though. But hey, shit happens. Uh, last question. Last question. Last question. Boris <laughs> Mason. I know this, he's an Arsenal fan, so be advised. Are Tottenham the most overrated team in the Premier League era? On paper, they should be at least on par with City, but were brushed aside with ease. Are they the most overrated team in the Premier League era? That's a tough question. Um, um, you know what? The most overrated team in the Premier League era is the Invincible team. <laughs> um, do you know that your statement is an oxymoron? How can... Well, a team called the Invincibles <laughs> be overrated <laughs> because so many of those games were dro- how are you how are you invincible but you don't have the points or goals record Danny they didn't lose a game <laughs> and nobody has done that since they weren't like, trying to win games though they don't have the wins record they don't have the goals record they don't have the points record all they did was go unbeaten and as and, I've, and as won as the I've title said, as I've said you can go unbeaten and get relegated it's not that big of a deal you could go unbeaten, get 38 points, and as we all know, 40 points is safety. So you could go unbeaten okay, then. and get relegated. Going unbeaten tell me, isn't that tell big me, of a deal. Who, who has gotten relegated by being unbeaten? Tell me. You can't. It's impossible to draw all 38 games, but I'm saying you could, theoretically. That is, no, no, no. We're, we're not here about could. Let's, let's deal with, with facts. Facts. Nobody. No team in the Premier League done. era I'm just has, saying. Going unbeaten isn't that impressive. It is because nobody else has has done it. They're the only, they're only team to do so in the Premier League era. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> they went through a whole season in the Premier League unbeaten, and since them and before them in the Premier League era, nobody has done it. You can't you can't, you can't call that Chelsea overrated. were more impressive the next season, and they had one loss against Manchester City. That's more. It was more impressive. They had 95 points. How, how do you go unbeaten and I think you had 89 points? It's not okay. that impressive. You drop... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to look this up. I know we've done a podcast on this in the past. Yep. 2003-2004, Arsenal. And we're going to... How many draws did they have in like the last 10 games? Because they were trying not to lose instead of going out there and trying to win. Here we go. Man, they have a long-ass Wikipedia page. <laughs> In their last nine games, they drew five times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they drew five times. They drew three games in a row against Portsmouth, Birmingham, and Tottenham. It's not that impressive. Danny, they went, they've, they've done something that no other team has done so far or before. Sorry. That's kind of make you overrated. That's a historic thing. It's an overrated feat. It's, they finished it, the season with 90 points. 
If if Chelsea you won five more points, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you won the the title and they were historic, gotta give it up. I'm sorry. Like, let's be objective here. Let's oh, be objective they had 12 here. Draws. They had twelve draws. I don't care. Sorry, man. It's, that's 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 just the reality, bro. Wait, did Rudy score? What? So how wait? How many G's is he on? He might have eleven. I so bet what's... Carl twenty. Oh, so you said he's gonna get twenty G's. I said he was going to get 20 goals this season in all competitions. I think he has 11 as it currently stands. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can, he can, he can get nine, man. He can get nine. You know, you know my, my, my theory was he's going to get at least 10 goals from set pieces, so free kicks and penalties. Mm. So then I just need him to get 10 open goals uh, or 10 goals from open play in the, like, the Europa League, FA Cup, League Cup, and Premier League. But then Everton bottled the Europa League so that's like six games that I thought he might get like two three goals in that they just decided you know what we don't need it uh but yeah Everton up 3-1 so yo Big Sam really Big Sam man Big you know, Sam the best English England manager of all time going by <laughs> records right yeah so yeah you got anything else you want to talk about man nah man I'm I'm good man I'm good I'm good I'm good <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was like, where did the time go? And then I realized we spent like 30 minutes on blackface. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't even care anymore. Uh, this, <laughs> this is Song Detectives Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. My name is Daniel Tulook. Uh, it's boy Double H. Follow me at Daniel Tulook. You can follow Have Hope at Have Hope Hot. Third member, Carl, is at Anchorman616. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to leave those iTunes reviews. Follow us on Twitter if you would. Remember to share the podcast. Uh, we grow by word of mouth, by, by your support. So if you know anyone who likes football, podcasts, or any combination, shout us out and uh, help us grow in that way. Anything else I need to, do I need to plug? You got anything coming up this week, Campo? No, no, no. Just, just, you know, just still riding on that football hall channel, man. Doing my thing like a chicken yeah, wing. Subscribe to the Half Hope Football. It's, a, it's an interesting place. If you're a, you're a football theorist, you might like it. Uh, this is the Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes so, serious. Always football, not soccer. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Stay black. That was fun. I haven't done this in a week or two. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It was me and Carl last week. What was it? Podcast Network.